good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host, on this wonderful February 22nd. Oh my gosh, February's almost over. You know what that means? Flower show. Flower show is a couple weeks away. Well, really closer to three, but um, you know, starts Wednesday the fifth with the gala from six to nine. And let's face it, March is upon us. March is a spring month in my book. I don't know about anybody else, but you know, the one thing I wanted to talk about was it's been cold. You know, we've had plenty of snow. We've had plenty of cold weather. You know, now. We're in the greenhouse, we're potting, you know, the pansies are done, you know, perennials are underway. Everything's kind of starting to take shape in the greenhouse. And now when that sun gets up about 10 o'clock in the greenhouse, it's 85, 90 degrees in that house if you don't vent it. So spring is happening in the greenhouse, folks. I'm working on my tan, you know, things are working real nice. I'm getting all pretty, but you know... Let's talk flower show. And today on the show, we're going to have John Snell from Jaden Landscaping. We're also going to have Jason Curtis from Portland Yacht Services. And Jason does all that tough work behind the scenes. He does, you know, all that work with his crew, of course, of emptying the building for the flower show at the Portland Complex and, you know, getting all those boats out of the way and all that transformation of getting that building as safe as possible as it can be and you know getting kind of the show orchestrated and set up so we'll talk with jason later on in the show but uh at this point let's bring john snell in from Jaden landscape john how are you good how are you tommy i'm great uh so let's first off just start by talking it's late february now it's been a long winter now you plow correct yeah we do unfortunately i'd rather not (laughs) It's been a long, long winter for all those contractors out there plowing. Obviously good for the pocketbook, but, uh, you know, a a long, you know, you like to have a little rest. Well, it does, especially, you know, for those of us that participate in the flower show. You know, there's a lot of work that we have to do to get ready. It's not like you pull up on Friday or Saturday and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. You know, it takes months of planning. You're picking the right flowers, picking the right stone, trying to get the design right. You know, and hopefully it all comes together with no snowstorms. So let's talk a little bit about that because when do you typically start thinking about flower show? I mean, it's way back last fall, isn't it? Yeah. um, uh, Honestly, we start kind of bringing up in conversation, not real serious conversation, but usually Mm -hmm. mid-July. And then August gets a little more intense, and then it's a monthly thing for us from September on, you know, making sure that we know what plants we want, what stone we want, you know, kind of we'll change our design at least 10 times. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and then it gets adjusted a little bit even the day we start building. Yeah, I mean, the thing about a design for the flower show is you never really truly know what you're going to have for plants until the day they arrive. Well, that's the thing. You know, them being forced, it's it's you're taking the plants out of their natural cycle. And, um, you know, you're one of the best at that, first of all. <laughs> you know, but you, you do. You never know. You know, you can force, um, say, 15 lilacs and only have 10 of them available that look good for the show. You know, so you can pretty much take a third from what I've always said, and I know that's what you kind of taught me too, is pretty much a third of what you force is out the window. Yeah, I mean, when we were forcing for the show, uh, you know, we figured someplace between 30 and 40% probably will not make the show. And part of the reason to that is that either some things will 
be forced too far and not be ready for the show, or they just don't make the show. You know, another week would make a huge difference, you know. And so, you know, there's a whole lot of manipulation. And next week, we're going to stop, we're going to talk with Jeff Marsteller from Cozy Acre Greenhouses. We're going to talk to him about how he forces plants and talk to him about what he's been doing for the show for years. So we'll have kind of more on that topic next week. Um, but John, let's talk a little bit. So you typically are, you know, starting in July with some rough, rough conversations. I remember doing this with my staff too. But really, you got to kind of start getting into the nitty gritty. Come about September. Yeah, it really is about September, and, and then you know it seems to be the overwhelming conversation. You know, at, at any company meeting we have, and making sure that you know if there's a certain design that you want natural stones, you're looking for a certain look. It's you know, every delivery you have, okay, set this boulder aside or set that mm-hmm. that pallet or rock aside. You're looking for a certain look, and, you know, you're basically building on a, on a cement floor, you know, and getting your different elevations by pounding it with sand or stone dust and, you know, mulch and, you know, whatever you can do to get the, the height and the elevation. So the right rocks, you know, often play a huge role in that so that you can have everything as tight as possible. Um, unfortunately, you don't have time in four days, four and a half days to really – get everything perfect without a little bit of help from you know finding the right stuff it's 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 a very long drawn out process and and you know not being in the show you know this year I have to say that process is very daunting. Um, you know, from my experience, we've done many, many, many shows. And, you know, the thing about it is it's not you just showing up on the Saturday before and starting to put stuff together. It's all those little details that you have to have set because you got to bring all of that stuff. You know, how many tons of stone dust and sand and mulch and i mean think about your display how much goes into it well two years ago um last year i didn't even figure it out but two years ago so the show for 2012 when we won best in show um we had 200 yards of sand inside but we also had uh you know six or seven different layers Mm. you know of patios and steps and walkways and we had a bridge going across it and you know, we always try to have a water feature because it kind of draws some attention. And right. makes it, I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, the planning is really – we usually start the heavy planning the middle of January and trying to set up, okay, this day we're going to take this in, this day we're going to take this in and try to lay it right out. And hopefully Mother Nature doesn't throw a snowstorm on us. Well, that's the other thing. Because you do plow, and many of the people who are building gardens also plow, right. if you get a big snowstorm – you know, it, it it really throws a wrench. And, and I know myself, when we were building a garden, we could be there until 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, as we usually, for the past four years, we've pretty much shut the buildings down. Right. You know, I mean, uh, the the flower show staff is great. They'll come talk to me and tell me all the doors are locked. Don't go out through any other door. <laughs> Use this right. door only and lock it when I leave. You know, they want to go home to them. It's, it's a long week for everybody, you know. So um, not only do we build, but uh, we have to be out of the building Wednesday at noon. We have a few hours to recuperate and get cleaned up, and then we have to be back for the gala Wednesday night, and then you're there, you know, 12 hours a day, sometimes more, right up to Sunday, and then you've got to take it all out in a day. Right, and I mean, that's the reward of the show is you get it all done, and then you get to interact with customers. I mean, that is the the start of spring, and and kind of, I, I always used it as that opportunity to, 
you know, re-engage with customers, your mind kind of shuts down during the winter months. You don't mm. think about all the things you normally do in a day. And then all of a sudden, there are thousands of customers in front of you asking you all the questions that you're going to be bombarded with directly after the show, going to sales calls, you know, talking to people about their spring projects. Talk to me a little bit about how important it is for customers to start talking with their contractors right now rather than waiting until April, May, or June when you guys are all really busy? Well, it's, it's I can't stress enough how important it is. You know, it's everybody, we've created in society this atmosphere of I want it now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking to contractors now, you'll be the first ones on their list in April. Right. You know, if you wait until April or May, you're going to be August or September. Because any good contractor, I mean, you know, we try to leave breaks in our schedule in case for weather or we get that sounds that um, customer that we've done so much work for in the past that says, hey, my daughter's getting married. Right. I just, I didn't think I was going to have the money for it, but I really want a new patio before um, she gets married or I want new flowers or whatever it may be. Sure. You know, that we want to leave room to squeeze in, you know, and it, you know, it, it's tough enough running a schedule where it relies on Mother Nature to begin with. But the sooner you know, the better off, you know, you're going to be. And it's going to be a much better um, relationship between you and your contractor because he's going to say, look, I'm free for May right now. You know, but if you tell me in a month it's going to be July or August, then you just have to wait till July or August. Right. And there's something to be said about a contractor being booked out a long time. I mean, they're sought after. They're folks who are, you know, very, very busy in the industry, you know, is a good thing. Um, yeah, it really is. And, and you know, the, there's quite a few of us that, you know, we, we just never really worry about, you know, the work or the increase in work or, or whatever, because we know it's always going to be there. And, and it's, that's huge. You know, much like going to a nursery that, has a great selection of plant. They're always willing to help. But you have to wait 15, 20, 30 minutes for help. And mm. you see 12 people helping. It's not because they're understaffed. It's because they're a really good nursery. And they need you know, that time. They take that time with the customers mm-hmm. you know, to answer any questions. And, and that's what you, you – know, as a contractor or if you're going to a nursery, you need to pick that person. It's going to take the time with you. It's going to answer all your questions. Because whether you're having a project done or you're going to buy $1,000 worth of plants – it's a big investment. Absolutely. So let's back to the flower show. So how many years have you done the show at this point? I know it's <sighs> tough to think back that far, right? I think it's been <laughs> – it's either – this. I think this is our sixth year, mm-hmm. I think. I, I'm not 100% sure. It's, it's somewhere between five and seven. It all kinds of starts to blur together at a certain point. It really does. But you know, once you get there, especially talking to the, to the customers, you know, once we hit Thursday, Wednesday night's kind of a – relaxing night you know mm-hmm. it's it's um meant to be an enjoyable event you know they hand out the awards and stuff yes all the guys that have built look extremely tired because they've been <laughs> there for a while you know um i know that was a comment to me a couple of years ago when we won best in show was you look exhausted while well, i was <laughs> yeah absolutely i <laughs> you mean know? you know all the work that goes into this you know you start saturday and you're there, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. part of Wednesday. I yeah. mean, you know, it's – and then, like you said, you take it down in probably 12 hours. Right. I mean, it's all gone. Taking down is easy. Putting it together is intricate. It's, right. you know, that layers and those pieces that have to go in. And plants are they're, – they're really not very forgiving, you know, especially in cold. 
No, they're not. They're not. You know, and and we try to save whatever we can, and you know, use them maybe the following season. You know, we typically lose half of what we use at the flower show, mm-hmm. but you know. My wife usually gets her garden spruced up after the flower show. <laughs> there you go. You know, you know, yeah, I mean, forced plants do not respond well that year. You know, you really need a year for them to rebound. You're basically adding three to four months to their season. And, you know, you put them in 60, 70 degree weather, you force them into bloom before, you know, Mother Nature is ready. And then you take them out of the show and you have to have some sort of conditions to put them in it's tough and you know there is always an auction you know at the end of the show where you can buy a lot of these things at reduced price you know to benefit the master gardener program and cooperative extension but you have to be careful about how you handle those plants definitely yeah i mean that that would be something that we always urge people when they ask us about it is make sure you keep them inside get some fresh air on them whenever you can as it warms up mm-hmm. you know you just can't take them home and leave them out in the snowbanks because they're not going to make it no. <laughs> no you know and and you know you really it's really you're going to babysit that plant in your garage until probably the first of may mm-hmm. so tell me a, a couple you know secrets about your garden this year um <clears throat> i know i just put you on the spot yeah you, you know? did you did i'm trying to figure <laughs> out well it's uh Storyboard Gardens is a the theme, mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be pretty cool. I haven't seen anyone else's designs or even talked to anybody else about them. Um, we're kind of – I've got a beautiful little girl, so we're going with uh, – the best one I could come up with was, was C- Cinderella theme. There you go. So um, we're going to have a little water again. Um, there may or may not be a drawbridge going into a castle. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Storybook Gardens, I think that – when I saw the theme of the show – it's so broad-based. You can go in so many ways, but it's also tough to dial that in to something that will work that you can, you know, show your customers a lot of what you do. It is. And, you know, that's the thing with the themes is you can go in a million different directions with some of them. And then there are ones that, you know, I think it was like six or seven years ago that was from the mountains to the sea where every garden looked almost the same, mm-hmm. you know, because it was kind of a harder one to come up with different themes for or different ideas different ideas to stay inside the theme where you know we've had some pretty broad themes over the past few years and there's a lot of different interpretations of what that means and and what the gardens can look like so i love it when it's like that because you get a variety you know if you have 15 gardens in there to have 15 gardens that look nothing alike that's what's exciting about it that's what gives customers a lot of different ideas you know and and you know, I think they have to look through the theme when you're going to a flower show. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really have to look through the theme and say, geez, I like this patio. Or I like this walkway. Or, I really like this this um, plant species. Or, you know, look for the, the onesie, twosie things that would work in your house. Don't You don't go and look and say, geez, you know, a castle theme wouldn't work for me. Or the three little pigs or whatever it may be. You right. know, Red Riding Hood. <laughs> you name yeah. it. I mean, there are so many different things with this theme that you could do. And there's going to be some off-the-wall things. I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah. The one thing I would like to give customers, number one, take pictures of the plants that you love. And also take pictures of those labels because you may be able to bring that into the nursery in the spring or email us the picture with the label, and we can get that all squared away from you. You know, the other thing is, you know, like John said, take those bits and pieces of a garden and either take a video or take a picture, and then when you're meeting with your contractors, you have some sort of visual aid. 
I assume as a contractor, sometimes it's tough for customers to exactly explain what they truly want in a way that you can translate to your project, you know, and, and working through that process when they come with so many ideas. It is, but also on the flip side, too, a lot of times it's hard for the customer to understand what we're trying to explain sometimes. You know, we do this all day long. Right. You know, um, if I go to a mechanical engineer and ask a question – about a design of a pulley or right. whatever you want to come up with, he's going to go, oh, yeah, boom, 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 boom. You know, and I'm going right. to look like he's talking French to me. <laughs> you know, so a lot of times I have to just remind myself that, and, and, and I make sure that after I've explained something, that they understand 100% or make sure we draw it out. And, mm-hmm. and then once again, you know, you've got to make sure you have a contractor you feel comfortable with working with, knowing that there's going to be some minor changes throughout it and that you're not going to get nickel and dime to death. But with the pictures, you can take and you can like one aspect of 10 different gardens. Right. And you can take the pictures and say, listen, I like this walkway. I like this patio. I like this stone wall. I really like these bushes and shrubs. Mm-hmm. Any good contractor can make it all work together. You know, right. That's the other big part of it. You know, is you're not just there. It's great to meet the contractor and talk to them. It's kind of a pre-screening for any customer that's there that, that's looking for the work. But it also gives them some ideas of some different types of stone mm-hmm. different ty- especially the plants i hope the plants that, that to me that's what it's all about we've always tried to make sure we put a huge emphasis mm-hmm. on having a great variety of plants and that the the smell and the aroma and the colors there the different textures and heights are there um you know and, and i hope that this year that all the gardens are going to are going to be just absolutely amazing the one thing about plants is that they finish great stonework they really do you know I mean, they they do. It's hard to have one without the other. You really need both. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and in the studio today we have John Snell from Jaden Landscaping. John, how are you? Good. Um, you know, we're talking flower show, and it's a tough, tough time of year to get plants to respond to, you know, make it feel like it's spring. I mean, I know when I was forcing, it's frustrating. You know, you start putting stuff in, you know, around Christmas, maybe 1st of January. You know, you're monitoring the temperatures up and down to kind of manipulate them. You're putting lights on them. You're doing all of these things to force plants to get them to think it's spring. 
it's it's a struggle here in Maine because there's a limited palette that we can use for this show just for sheer time. Yeah, I think it's sheer timing and, and just knowing what forced well. So there wasn't, you know, it's a huge expense anyway mm-hmm. to force plants. But it's even worse if you're trying to get these 10 or 15 different species to force and they don't do it. You've just thrown all that money away. Right. So I think what's happened this year is um, we found um, some other resources through Melna. Mm-hmm. Um, where and Melna, Melna's the Man, Maine Landscape and Nursery Association. Yep, great organization. Anyone that belongs to it, they're definitely a, a good contractor to support mm-hmm. and nursery if they make sure they belong to that. Um, so what we've done is through some of the contacts and past president of Melna, we've been able to procure different varieties of plants, mm-hmm. some other options that we haven't had in the past. Um, without having to have them forced because they're coming from down south. Right. So like the Carolinas into Florida, Georgia, you know, now they've had a lot of cold weather. So, you know, I mean, that's obviously going to adjust what's ready and what isn't. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a tender thing to, to do. You're just working on my anxiety, aren't you, Tom? I know. I love it. I just <laughs> ramp it up. You know, not being at the show, I remember this. You know, like you're a week or ten days out and you're looking at those plants going, come on, make it. Please make yeah. it. You know, you put it in a 70-degree house. You take this one, you put it in a 35-degree house. You take this one, you put it over here. It's like musical chairs with plants. You miss you know? those days of me calling you every day, making yeah. sure they're doing all right. And if you didn't answer my phone call, you just hit the ignore button, you stop again, <laughs> and you're trying to hide in the greenhouse. I wouldn't do such a thing, you know. <laughs> it, 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 but forcing is an art, and we will be talking with Jeff Marsdale, like I said earlier in the show, from Cozy Acre Greenhouses next week. We're going to talk to him about his process. He does a lot of annuals for the show. And, you know, down south, you know, you're talking azaleas and all kinds of different things that they're going to try to to ship up to get some new and different things into the show you know um it, it's it's frustrating because i think customers come and they want to see new and exciting things yeah. and and it's a tough thing because you only have basically two and a half months to force things it's yeah. not like we can force you know blue hydrangeas and you know all the things that we see here native right in july august september it's just we don't have the time well the other hard part is one of the judging criteria is you know to get the awards that you know everyone's so excited about getting and, you know and it's a great pat on the back but you know they want stuff to be all time specific well mm-hmm. you know we just i threw that out the window yep you know i don't care about that i'm, I'm not going to get good scores on that i mean it's just it's the way it's going to be i went for variety color texture different heights you know and fragrances and mm-hmm. it just whether you've got a lilac blooming with a roadie, I don't care. That's what the, that's what our customers are there for. Right. That's what the attendees are there for. So um, uh, I'm hoping that there's some other Rebels <laughs> gardens <laughs> out there that just kind of said, hey, look, this is going to be for show, and that's what it's going to be for, because that's what we're there for. Right. So um, we have, um, I think, somewhere around 80 different variety of, uh, of plants mm-hmm. that, that we've got coming in um, between – I think it's between t- 900 and 1,000 different items that are going to be sitting in our garden. Yeah. So, and, and if anyone knows, anyone's been there, just look for the biggest garden because my motto is always go big or go home. <laughs> That's for sure. John always puts plenty of square footage. And, you know, the thing about the gardens, it takes a lot of plants to fill, you know, uh, the square footage. You know, what do you figure per square foot, you know, you're, you're doing this year? Um. 
Jeez, the the whole two garden. To, two to three plants per square <clears throat> foot. Well, it's probably pretty close to two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot. We've we've got a we've got a ton. I mean, and, and it was more just to make sure that it was packed. And if I have extra, I have extra. Right. You know, I mean, I I want to make sure that we can pick the cream of the crop, especially where this is a new experience you know when when you used to do it for us i knew what i had right i i knew that there was there was no worrying when when you said it was good to go it was good to go right you know so um this year it's you know the the, the anxiety level is definitely a little bit higher i i'm excited because i think it's just going to give a a fresh new look you know and we you know part of the reason why we have not been doing the show you know last year we were in the show we were you know showing a new line of plants you know horticulture and you know it was a different experience for us this year we decided not to do the show and partly it is we look at what we can put in the show and i can't come up with something i haven't used in the show right now maybe i'm short-sighted in that you know i have used plants in past shows and most customers probably won't remember some of those so i could use them again but you know it's as an owner of a company i get dialed down to i want to try and do something new and there just isn't that many new plants that i could force myself well, see, that's that's what the great thing. I agree with you 100% on what you're saying, and I don't think that a break is bad. I think a break is good. Um, and we, re-eva- we reevaluate every year in April. Mm-hmm. If we're going to even consider it the next year, do we need a break? Right. You know, um, and then we make the decision usually in September. We have the conversation again in July, and in August and September we make a commitment to the, to the flower show. Right. So, you know, the, night, the great thing that we have, okay, that I can kind of settle my ADD with is um, – you know, I can do something new with stone, you know, or with a structure or, you know, so, I mean, I can always make it look a little bit different. Right. You know, and put plants in different places, you know, being a nursery, you know, your thing to make it new and different are the plants. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, after a year or two break that, that you'll be back into it because the gardens that you guys did were always just top notch and the, the plant material was awesome and it really got a huge buzz going. Well, I, I take kind of the same motto, go big or go home. Right. You know, if you're going to do something, you do it really well, you know, or just don't do it, you know. And I, I have to say a lot of the gardens, they just get better and better every year because, you know, the ante gets upped. The competition gets higher. You know, customers are looking for different things. So it's really kind of, you know, it's fun to have a friendly competition, you know, and the awards do create that to an extent. But really, you got to stand back at the end of the day and be proud of what you put out there. Yeah, you do. But it's also fun to see what everybody else does. You know, I mean, we've formed some some good relationships, I think, with Mm -hmm. other with other um, contractors that we never would have. And, you know, it's always it's nice to have the camaraderie if someone's needs a diamond saw or someone who doesn't really feel comfortable running a piece of machinery inside the building, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I know I'm always willing to help. There's a lot of other people that are willing to help there too. So it, it is, it seems to be during that week and instead of us, you know, fighting over the next job, we're all working together to make something happen. Absolutely. I, I, I would mimic that completely. You know, if there's limited machines for everyone to use the show, rent some machines and, you know, everybody just pitches together. It's a race on the clock, you know, from Saturday when you start until Wednesday at 10 o'clock or whatever time it is. I think it's 10 o'clock, you know, or noon. It, it's a rat race, you know, to get these gardens done, swept, the building looking good for the public, for the gala night. But let's talk about 
some tips because, you know, all those years of going to the show and, you know, you start to see things that customers should kind of know. And first off for me is why wouldn't you save a couple dollars and go buy your tickets at a local garden center, you know, and and be able to save a couple dollars? I think I think that's huge because there's no waiting at the line at the door. You do save a couple bucks. You're saying hi to your local garden center. You're seeing what they may have out already. You know, and, and it's really, it's still, it's going to be about relationships still. You know, I mean, because it's that local garden center. It's not a big box store that, that's going to, when you have a problem, it's going to help you. Right. You know, it's it's you dealing with a, with a locally owned, I want to say locally owned, a main owned business, you know, is, is huge. Right. You know, they know the struggles you're going through. They know that the winter was bad and it wasn't your fault that a whole bunch of snow came off the roof and you're still under one year warranty. They're going to work with you. They, you know, I've never seen a garden center not. Right. You know, whereas, you know, some of the other bigger companies, they just, you're just another number to them. So here is where you can find tickets, okay? Alan Sterling and Lothrop, Andy Zagway, Broadway Gardens, Harmons and Bartons, um, Moody's. In Saco, O'Donnell's, um, Skillen's Greenhouse, all three locations in Brunswick, Cumberland, and, and Falmouth, and Sawyer and Company. You know, I don't sell tickets because I'm closed right now, folks. So, unfortunately, by the time we open in early March, the show is right upon us. You know, the other place you can get them, you also can pick them up at Rosemont Markets. So all local businesses, you know, really great way to kind of, you know, support your local business. Get in there and actually, you know, make it convenient. Go do a little shopping, pick up your tickets. The other thing is they're a great gift. Valentine's right. Day or, you know, all these different holidays that are coming up, you know, in the, in the, you know, headed towards spring, birthdays, you know, all those things. Great way to kind of give a, a nice gift, put in a card, done. You can you can get them without even leaving your couch, so Tommy. Oh, you that's can, you the can other be watching thing. the Bruins game. You know, go Bruins, love Bruins, absolutely. You know, um, and uh, just order them online. You, you can order them online at www.portlandcompany.com backslash flower. So you know, however you want to do it. The other thing that really helps is they know how many tickets are sold. And so they can plan for the crowds. Right. They can plan for all that. Now, speaking of crowds, yeah. <laughs> there are times you should go to this show that there aren't the crowds. And Thursday night and Friday night, to me, are wonderful times to go see they're, the show. They're, they're great times, and especially if you're going to go with your significant other or friends. You know, you go to the show, you go, you go, you're in the old port. Right. There's a ton of restaurants. Go get something to eat. Absolutely. You know, make a night of it. You know, really, it, it, it's such a great idea. And, you know, if you have, I'd say, you know, allow for two hours inside the building. You and, know. and that time of night, Friday night always to me was a great night to yep. go to the show. You know, because it's open till 7 o'clock. Right. Right? You show up around 5 after work, even mm -hmm. if you all have to meet down there. Right. It's a great way to, you know, you got two hours and you can walk right up to the gardens. Right. And if, and if you're there, you know, like if you come to my garden at 7 o'clock. I'm not leaving until your questions are answered. Right. You know, that, that's the way it goes. And none, none of my guys will either. They're, they're great. They know what they're there for, where they answer your questions. You know, and grab people's business cards. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need them, just grab their business cards. But, you know, the busiest time is um, Thursday midday and r really Saturday. Saturday is by Saturday far is the insane. Busy. But you know what? I mean, if that's the only time you have to go, you still 
can see a great show. But certainly Thursday and Friday nights to me are a great way to make a night of it, you know. And that's what really, if you can go out and have some great food and enjoy a flower show, why not? You know, that's yeah. a perfect scenario for me. No, no, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, I mean, if you want someone to tag along, then I'm always up for good food and good drinks. There you go. <laughs> John Snell from Jaden Landscaping. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. The main gardening season can often feel like a race to the finish line. So give yourself a head start by doing a little planning this winter. Visit EsterBrooksOnline.com and browse thousands of plant photos, descriptions, and care requirements in the Estabrooks Online Plant Catalog. It's the ultimate resource as you create your garden to-do list. Plus, don't forget that Estabrooks is now taking plant pre-orders. Contact their garden pros to ensure you'll have the plants you need this spring. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. At Coast of Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non-hazardous, organic, and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. Talking flower show today, and I want to thank John Snell from Jaden Landscaping. Great perspective on the show and, and you know, all his experience. You know, it, it really is a very daunting thing to be a part of this show as an exhibitor. You know, you certainly have a lot to think about, a lot of things. But behind the scenes... You know, you've got a whole crew of folks at, at the uh, Portland Yacht Services that have to clear the building out. They have to do all of this work to get ready for the show before even John and all of his guys can come in and build these beautiful gardens. And I want to bring Jason Curtis in from Portland Yacht Services. Jason, how are you? Great. Tom, how are you? So here it is. It's the 22nd of February, and we're talking flower show. I mean, it's coming right up. I'm sure you guys are, you know, underway of emptying the building and doing all It Just kind of run me through what you guys have to do to get ready for this show, because I know it's a big, big project. 
certainly. We have about 150 boats, 175 boats in the buildings now where the show space is. Uh, we started moving uh, our timeline. We started on the 10th of moving boats outside. And uh, this year we have another property, so we're moving boats to that location mm-hmm. also. So we shrink wrap everything or move them to an indoor, another indoor location, move the boats out, clean the buildings, prep the buildings, turn it from a boat yard into an exhibitor show space. Wow. I mean, 175 boats. I'm sure the snow and the ice and all of that is, has kind of given you some hiccups along the way. It certainly has. Um, you know, it's going to slow things down a bit. We allow a few extra days for these kind of things. It always happens this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, you just never know when weather is going to kind of go. You don't know how things are going to kind of hit. You know, you got to kind of plan for all that, obviously. And and uh, you know, now we're looking towards March, and you got the building empty, you've got cleaned up. Talk to me about when you start kind of planning the show and working with exhibitors, laying out all the gardens, because that's that's a, a big project to ch- just kind of lay everything out. I, I know it kind of is a little bit like set it and forget it because you've done it so many years, but there's got to be a lot of challenges year in and year out. There's certainly, the gardens change every year, so it, and it adds a new element to the layout each year. Somebody may need to enter from a different area on their garden or have a certain building they want to put in. Um, we'll start that. Uh, we'll start that process looking at it somewhere around the November mark. So just as we're starting to put the boats away and we're taking a breath from the you know the summer rush and from the, the busy season. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we move directly into our show season uh, with the prep. Um, so you know it it doesn't stop. It, uh, so as we work through, we start working with the exhibitors, asking little questions here and there. Don't need their layouts quite yet, but kind of get an idea. And then as we move in, we start the layouts, work with the lighting crew, where things can be or how things need to be laid out, in, you know, in, in with their terms, too. So you have to merge all of these factors together uh, to come up with a layout. Yeah, and I mean, you're dealing with, you know, the the city government, you know, and fire inspectors and, you know, parking and, and all of these things that year in and year out, you know, there's different challenges depending on each year. So talk to me a little bit about parking and where customers should park. You know, I know on, you know, the west, the east end, you know, you really shouldn't park on the streets, correct? No, um, they're allowing people to park on the fort water side of 4th Street mm-hmm. uh, this year. Um, which is in front of our complex. Other than that, there are certain, you know, all the parking garages in the city, there'll be shuttle stops uh, throughout um, Commercial Street. Um, like I said earlier, we purchased a new location on um, on Commercial Street this year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get parking into that location, more to come on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that will open up a huge amount of parking. The shuttle will come in and pick people up and uh, bring them in. So how many employees and volunteers work on this show to staff it? I know it's hundreds, correct? Yeah, we have in-house Portland Yard Services has 45 uh, employees. And for the, you know, starting from really Monday until the shows are over, we're dedicate all those employees are dedicated to prepping for the show, working during the show, providing any kind of assistance exhibitors and even people coming to the show need um, exhibit, I mean, uh, uh, volunteers, uh, there, there has to be at least 30 to 40 volunteers, mm. and I'm speaking a little bit out of turn. I don't manage the volunteer Absolutely. side. Absolutely. But, but um, 
I would easily 30 to 40 volunteers. So you're close on the 100, 100 people, internal people to pull this off. Yeah, and I mean, you think about all those volunteers, you know, they work a four-hour shift or a two-hour shift or, you know, so, you know, there's just these massive amounts of people from not only the industry, but folks who are out there, you know, that just want to volunteer at the show, you know. So you've got the building cleared. So run me through, you know, when people start to to set up for the garden, you know, typically, what is it, Saturday that, that people come in? In the past, it's been Saturday. Mm-hmm. We've, all the exhibitors got together this year because uh, they were always crunched for time. At the mm-hmm. very end, you know, they're trying to get the last-minute touches on their garden. So this year, to allow that little extra time, we're going to allow them to start on Thursday morning. Whoa, man. So what? it's an extra two days to give that extra push and that little extra that uh, can go into the exhibit. That's huge. It I is mean, huge. It's and huge. It, you know, Tom, you've done this before. <laughs> you know what it is. Yes, I have. And it, that extra two days, you would probably would love to enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, Wednesday, you should be able to skate in, you know, and basically put some finishing touches on and yeah. if you manage your time well. Right. But, you know, as the gardens get bigger, I mean, I, I know you were talking to John Snell before. He yeah. built, built a huge exhibit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes him a lot of time. You know, that extra time will allow a better exhibit. Mm-hmm. You know, even greater than he's done in, in the past. Well, and I think, you know, just lengthening that out so people don't have to work 14-hour days on the gardens, you know, everybody's fresher. They're they're going into talking well to all those wonderful yeah, customers who are going to show up. You know, it'll make a big difference. It will. You know, they won't be so tired. I mean, there's been times when all of us have been here till midnight, mm-hmm. 1 o'clock in the morning, just because they've got to get the finishing touches on it. Yeah, and, and a little break for your staff wouldn't be a bad thing either. Well, understood. <laughs> understood. So we have one more show to do after the flower show. So you, you're starting on Thursday yes. now, and you have to, went, what, end by Wednesday at noon? Correct. Same ending time. Yeah. As you, uh, and judging will start, I believe, at 1 o'clock on that Wednesday. Okay. And then, you know, heat goes on, what, sometime, you know, Saturday morning? Uh, heat will go on Monday, the same okay. usual Monday at noon time. Okay. So, you know, all kinds of, you know, things that that a lot of customers don't understand. You know, we have to play with the weather. We have to play with all the stone and tractors and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards. How many, how many yards of bark mulch are put into the show each year? A little over 200. So, I mean, you think about it, the volume of material that's going into your building is just astounding. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the 200 yards of mulch, you're right, is a big number, but that doesn't include all the stone, stone dust, sand, anything else that's in there. You know, if if everybody looked at it, you know, the day, like the Thursday before, or the, I mean, sorry, the Wednesday before, when every, all the material is here that's outside, mm. it's astounding. Yeah, I mean, tractor trailer loads of stone, I mean, it's amazing to me to always see all of that and then see how it's transformed. Yeah, and to put the 200 yards of mulch into perspective, that's three 53-foot box tractor trailers that come in for that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, and you know... Mother Nature always is is the one, one trump card that we don't have, you know. And I was talking with John Snell. It always seems like there are times in the show that it's best if customers want to kind of come and and be able to walk right up to the gardens. Thursday and Friday night are great times to come. They correct? are. They are. Absolutely. You know, take your take your lovely date out to uh, dinner and and see the flower and show or the, or see the flower a, show. Right. Get the smell of spring. The smell of the mulch. And we know it's right around the corner. 
Well, Jason, I appreciate the interview. Um, you know, certainly we'll be talking more over the next couple of weeks about the Flower Show coming up. And, and certainly, you know, good luck with all your crew. I know it's a lot of work, and you always do a great job. I just want to let everybody know, folks, the folks at Portland Yacht Services, they do a wonderful job of helping all of us exhibitors out. They're always there to help in anything we need, whether it be another electric line or just a broom to help sweep up. I, I, you guys do a great job. Well, thank you very much, Tom. All right. Uh, Jason Curtis from Portland Yacht Services. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks a lot, Tom. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Hollytone and Plantone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. We've been talking flower show. I know it seems a little early, but we have to kind of start talking about these things because it's, in my opinion, the first sign of spring. You know, so the show runs from Wednesday, March 5th to Sunday, March 9th. Now, the 5th is the gala night. So I wanted to kind of get that out there. The gala is a little more expensive. It's $30 purchase ticket beforehand or 40 at the door that includes some more d'oeuvres and some other fun stuff you know there's live music you get to see the award ceremony all of that it's a nice evening you know because it's six to nine you know you can go out and grab a little bite afterwards you know it, it you get to see all the gardens up close and personal plus most of the exhibitors invite a lot of their staff, you know, so you get to see kind of an extended, you know, casual night. Now, it's not going to be a night where you're going to do a lot of shopping. It's not going to be a night where you're going to do a lot of, you know, extra stuff, you know, but you get to see everything. You know, the vendors, you know, typically they're ready to sell you something, you know, but if you really like the show and the nice part is you can always come back. You know, so it's a real fun evening. It's it's nice to be more intimate and be able to talk to everybody. So it's definitely worth it. I would say it's worth the time to go if you really enjoy the flower show. And then you have two or three more days to go back if you like to bring some guests. And then Thursday, it's 10 to 6 p.m. Friday, it's 10 to 7 p.m. Saturday, 10 to 7 p.m. And Sunday, 10 to 5. Now, what I will say is a little couple tips. Like we've talked a couple times today, that Thursday night and Friday night is really good. And the other thing is the plants are really fresh because they've only had a couple days in the building. So they're still coming on. They're getting better. As the show goes on, you know, plants are 
coming on and into full bloom. So Saturday and Sunday, a lot of the gardens will peak. You know, there may be a few more blossoms that are passing towards the end of the show, but it's still a phenomenal show. And the one thing I remember doing uh, uh, the show is I had we always had to go in and pick off a few blossoms that were passing, clean up. You know, it's just part of plants. They pass bloom. It's just part of the gig. But the other thing is we didn't talk much about lectures. So let's talk a little bit about that. Every single day there's lectures, you know, and don't hesitate to visit the website, you know, the Portland Flower Show website or sign up on their Facebook page, you know. Um, but let's talk a little bit. On Thursday, our own Carrie Ann Mendez, um, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, um, is having a talk at 1.30. And she's having – she's talking about her two books. And basically the topic is Three Seasons of Outrageous Color from Perennials. So you might check her out at one thirty, and she's signing her books afterwards. So, you know, you might be able to do kind of a, a combination of things. You know, also Jeff O'Donnell at 4 o'clock on Thursday is talking about, you know, daylilies, past, present, and future. You know, so another really good topic. You know, and then Friday, we've got all kinds of things. We've got, you know, orchids um, for your home and garden from Kevin Kearns. Kevin Kearns is going to be on next week. Okay, he's going to talk to us about the Morrison Development Center, which is where he works, talk a little bit about them, how they've been involved in the show for years and years. You know, the other thing is, um, you know, at one thirty on Friday, if a tree falls in the woods, Tree Preservation, Construction, and Planning by Tom Hearth. So he is the Bath City Arborist. Tom's a great guy. You know, but there's a whole host of different things going on. You know, certainly a bunch of talks on Saturday. And then, of course, bring in pictures. Bring in your questions. Talk to some of the different vendors, exhibitors. You know, it's a great way to start having a conversation. You know, Saturday, you got Tim Lindsay from Bartlett Tree is going to be talking invasive insects, you know, are coming to Maine. This is a big topic I've been talking about, you know, emerald ash borer, all these different things. There's, you know, so a whole bunch of things, you know, from the educational side, too. So pick the day that you have some talks you want to go to. You know, go to the talks early. You know, they're typically found upstairs in the building. You know, uh, I can't say enough about the flower show. You know, the it it's it's a bittersweet thing for me every single spring if we're not in the show. I feel like, you know, I don't get that jump start to spring, but on the same respect, we've got so much to do at the garden center. So I'm torn. You know, so I always go and enjoy the show. I always love to go in and talk to all the guys who are doing it, you know, see what they've come up that's new and different. And this year with Storybook Gardens, I think you're going to see some really, really cool themes. I know talking with a few of the guys and uh, lovely contractors out there, they've got some big, bright ideas. So, you know, a lot to come, a lot to really get excited about. So next week, we're going to talk with a whole bunch of people. We are talking with Kevin Kearns from Morrison Development, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about what goes on at the Morrison Development Center and also how he's been involved. And then we're also going to talk with Jeff Marsteller, and we talked to Jeff um, from Cozy Acres about his new photovoltaic and, and all his technology at his greenhouses. Now we're going to talk to him about all the years he's forced for the show, trials, tribulations, all those different problems that uh, you know might come. But let's get back to your yards to finish up the show. So 
we've had a lot of cold, snowy, icy, messy weather. There's going to be some damage out there. We're, I'm already starting to see it on some plants in my yard. Um, I've got some dwarf Alberta spruce that are really bronzed up. A little bit of damage on them already. In my yard, I'm also seeing some tip die back on a few plants already. So we're going to have some damage. There's no doubt about it. On the perennial front, I think we're going to have some issues with some crown rot and some other plants. So we're going to be replacing a few plants. And then, of course, those roadies and all of those, I think we're going to see a lot of burn this year. But that aside, this is the time that I keep reminding people we're getting nice days. We need to take those opportunities to put that wilt proof on some of these plants that are damaged. Protect them just that last month or two before we get back into spring and we get temperatures above freezing. So pick that 40-degree day and go out and spray those roadies down. Make sure it's warm enough. Don't do it when it's too cold. But get out there and protect those plants. The other thing is don't forget the birds, you know, the wildlife, whatnot. You know, certainly the squirrels and all of those have been doing a ton of damage on your seed, I'm sure. But remember to freshen up that suet, you know, clean those bird feeders, do all of those things. So, you know, we're moving towards spring. You can feel the sun getting stronger. And like I said at the beginning of the show, the greenhouses are getting lively. You know, a whole bunch of things growing. The primrose are looking great. You know, we'll be opening soon to be determined. I haven't picked a date yet, but early March, typically around the 1st, but we haven't made an official decision. You can visit us at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio if you'd like to submit a question. I know we've got a couple questions that are in the queue, but Talking Flower Show, I haven't got to them yet. I'm going to shoot to get to those next week, but I hope you enjoy your wonderful Saturday Think Flower Show. Go to that website, buy your tickets. We're going to have an awesome time in our garden this year. Uh, You know, a lot of vegetables and all of those things coming up. More plants in the future. We're going to talk about a lot of new things. My brother has got some great new stuff. So get out there. Enjoy your wonderful Saturday and thank the Flower Show. Talk to you next week. (music) 